Welcome back to episode 75 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on the series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Wise Man's Grandchild. Released in 2019 by Studio Silver Link, it has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I watched the series in sub. The story follows Shin, who after being reincarnated in a world of magic is taken in by its strongest mage. He is raised somewhat isolated in the woods, trained in spells and combat. Once reaching adulthood, Shin enrolls in a magic academy where he meets new friends and begins living a more social life. That is until the Empire is threatened by demonoids, leaving a path of destruction in their wake. Shin now trains his new group of friends to increase their power for the upcoming battle. The interesting draw of this series for me was seeing the growth of Shin from a child to adult and the progression of his skills over time, but this is all zipped past in the first 10 minutes. From the moment we see Shin, he is an overpowered beast exceptional in both magic and sword skills. I wish it would have slowed down and shown him learning, not just mastering techniques right away. My interpretation of the magic in this world is similar to Izakai Cheat Magician, where visualization and understanding of science aids in power. So I assume Shin's education from the previous world made him a savage in spellcraft. Coming into the review, I was ready to rip this series apart for being useless as a rebirth to another world by vehicle death story. Going off memory where Shin was reincarnated as a baby, I thought he had no recollection of his previous life. So the Izakai element was pointless as Shin wouldn't be using knowledge from his old world to benefit him now. That was until he straight up declares remembering past experiences. I couldn't believe I had forgotten Shin's memories remained and the reason why didn't become clear until progressing further into the story. Where the issue lies is half the time Shin does present himself as a dimwit raised in isolation. The guy doesn't even know how shopping works. They blame Merlin for not showing him, but he should comprehend economics from his past life. That was the difficult part to understand. Shin is clueless in certain instances that would be common knowledge for someone on their second go at living. Which is why I misremembered him not being aware of his days as an office drone. So if Shin has those memories, it raises the question, why does he act different? An example of what I mean is the way Shin speaks with his grandfather as a child. Right now, if you were turned into an 8-year-old, you'd still have the same personality, but Shin comes off very childlike. When he communicated to the grandfather he was thankful for being saved, it wasn't how a grown man would speak. That's how an actual 8-year-old would express love and gratitude. It was already well established Shin remembers his past, so was he just pretending to be a kid to avoid issues and having to explain being from another world? If so, that brings forth the ethical dilemma of Shin's relationship to Sicily. Shin has the mind of a 30-year-old man and is actively trying to marry a 15-year-old girl. That's gross. Now I don't lie on this channel and I only preface that because of how impressed I was with myself on this next point. When Mari is shown surrounded, I remember thinking this must be where Shin saves the girl and they become friends, eventually falling for each other. Then right away something felt off. I just looked at Maria and she didn't have a main character vibe. So imagine my validation when Cicely poked her head out a few moments later and Maria is relegated to the loudmouth best friend. I didn't even notice Cicely next to Maria during their introduction in my first viewing. The second time around, I was surprised I missed her. There were always little pieces of Cicely sticking out. I didn't understand Granny Guru's test and by the end Cicely was bawling her eyes out. It was a very odd interaction because Cicely didn't trick Shin. She was being harassed. I'll admit it was weird to bring her problems to Shin, but he did save her from the street goons. She would feel protected by him. 
In addition to the gap in mental age, this relationship was strange. Don't get me wrong, they're a cute couple, but when Shin told Sicily he loved her under the gazebo, I thought that seemed like a lot, maybe just ask her on a date first. In fairness, she did declare wanting to bear his children earlier that day, so they're equally forward. When it came to telling her parents about the relationship, the dad was just happy, but the mom insists they be engaged right away, and Shin accepts without hesitation. Imagine needing to marry the first person you dated at 15, no way that works out. Moving on, I found it wild Og never met Shin until the entrance exam. Shin was familiar enough with the king to call him uncle, you think the prince would have been brought along on one of those visits. Or at the very least have Og introduced to Shin during the month between his arrival to town and the entrance exam. When they do become acquainted, I liked Og giving Shin a hard time about the top student speech and trying to make him more nervous. He also pressures Shin into making the ultimate magic study group and put him on the spot to choose a name, then laughs at the decision. Og didn't just put Shin in awkward positions, he set the night trainees up to get their asses handed to them. Go fight a demon without magic support and see how far you get. Not only were they completely outmatched, Big Sis Chris got on their case too. This also had the unintentional effect of getting the night boys all over Sicily, making Shin jealous. A conversation I laughed at is after Og congratulates Shin on making it official with Sicily, he tells Shin not to be caught up in romance and neglect training. My first thought was Shin is still eons ahead in everything related to magic and combat, so that's a bold thing to ask of someone way stronger than you. Secondly, Shin said it himself, Og pushed him to do this, which may have saved his life. Og prevented the trope of waiting until after a battle to confess. That is a path leading straight to tragedy. Shin responds with the oh you were defusing a death flag, which was amusing because I did a bonus review on a series centered on death flags back in May that you should go check out. Og has a fiancé which was weird seeing as he never mentioned it, especially when Ellie says Og gushes about Shin to her constantly yet Shin didn't know she existed. The impression I got was Og didn't like Ellie and avoided her or it was a fixed arrangement. Turns out he actually does like her and for the same reasons he likes Shin. They both treat him regular not affected by him being royalty. Ellie and May were brought into the series late and aside from giving more background to Og they didn't do anything for the story. With how many side characters we already had, these two weren't needed. I'm not going to lie, the first time I read Strom's name I thought it was Scrotum, and I will continue to refer to him as such. He's the typical villain thinking he's so smart that after one slip he doesn't even try to backtrack. When questioned on how he knew the victim's identity, Scrotum could have easily said I'm a friend of the family, Kurt's mom told me what happened. Instead the windbag goes into full detail bragging about his plans. Scrotum's backstory was rough, he had a family and I genuinely felt bad knowing he was getting set up. He was excited to share his philosophies where everyone prospered. Then you see the commoners he helped so much turn on him. After what they did to his pregnant wife, Scrotum had my full support to murder them all. When Scrotum asked Miria how the other matter is coming and she blushes while touching her stomach, I figured they wanted to see if demonoids could reproduce. Zest says their future rests on that outcome but they've been turning humans to demonoids all this time. So I wonder what extra power a pure-blooded demonoid would have. The series was developing a pattern of rushing things and this was another example. There is a war going on with Scrotum on the streets, cut to the next scene and he's in the castle killing the king. It then immediately jumps three days forward showing our wizards and knights ambushed. The entire attack is skipped with the knight commander back at the capital explaining they retreated. Why did we not see that battle? If they were outnumbered and overpowered, not only would that make for a good action piece, but I'm interested in an explanation on how in the hell the commander escaped. All the side characters were also added far too quickly and needed to be spaced out. It took me a while to realize Lynn and Olivia were different people. 
Things got even worse during their training exercise with the night students. With so many people, I couldn't be bothered to remember names. Towards the end, they all had moments to shine, but not enough for me to care about them as individuals. A huge missed opportunity is when Cicely couldn't heal the man in the aid station and explains magic can only do so much. Cicely is literally trying to give the clothes off her back to save this guy. I think letting him pass would have added some much needed depth. No one on our side was hurt during the final battle. I didn't need any of them to die, but seeing some real injuries after getting washed towards the end like they did would have been nice. Instead we get Shin the human cheat code fixing everything, showing there are no consequences when he is around. The visuals in this series were so hit or miss. Let's talk about when Kurt exited the woods to attack everyone, his lips were on fast forward. Some shots were amazingly detailed like his bloodshot eyes, then it would switch and he'd appear in lesser quality. When Kurt and Shin started firing magic blasts, it got awful. The colors were all over the place and the drawings were clunky. I heavily judge an anime on its lightning and this fights looked terrible, but the lightning from Shin's nuke demonstrated at his birthday party was great, so I know the studio is capable of creating those good visuals. I hate when things are skimped on due to money or time constraints. If you're going to release a product, make sure it's the best it can be, otherwise push it back. I'd rather wait for consistent work than be stuck with a sloppy half-assed effort. Lin won the stick pulling draw to fight a pack of wolves. The wolves looked poorly drawn and as they stacked up on top of one another, there was no weight or impact. It was another lackluster showing. The final battle had some great animations in the hand-to-hand combat, then again a lazy looking magic blast would be thrown in messing up the flow. Like I said, I know the animators are capable, look at Scrotum getting struck by Shin's rainbow blast. It was sick with the giant magic circles in the sky blasting down energy that turned the floor to glass. Just to finish on a positive, I was a fan of the demon creature's outlines being thickened. It gave the art style a completely different feel. The opening's music was your template happy-go-lucky song and the visuals were nothing special. The one ending I want to point out is a 3D dance sequence with a red-headed character only appearing once. It was super random and didn't connect to the series at all. As for the sound effects, when Shin was hit by the van it made a squishing rumble that really highlighted blood gushing from his body and the dinky noises made by the one girl's rock attack during the entrance exam made me laugh. As for the voice acting, Yusuke Kobayashi is not only Shin's voice actor, he is Arthur from Fire Force and Subaru from ReZero. He really goes after the dense characters. It looks like he also voices Senku from Dr. Stone who is supposedly a genius, so good on him for mixing it up. Now I want to go through some random highlights. I always hated raincoats as a kid, The texture felt sticky on my skin, they never kept me warm and I still felt wet when wearing one. Mine was even blue because I despised the yellow color. So when Merlin pulled up on baby Shin with the magical force field shielding him from the downpour, I was crazy jealous. Shin windblasted some chickens for dinner. They were rocking blonde flat tops. They looked like Guile from Street Fighter. If I was in this world, I'd take one of those enchanted horses with the cooling effect and strength boost to the track. Make a quick buck and bounce before it was discovered I was cheating. There is a shot of Shin through the noodles hanging from Og's fork. It was a weird yet creative choice. I wonder if someone thought of that on a lunch break like hey, you know what would be cool? During the final battle they were legit killing demonoids and Thor went a step further wind slicing one for information. Kids committing acts of torture and murder, what a great finale. A few weeks before starting this review, I came across a meme that I will post to the anime deep dive Instagram. The basic idea is comparing Wise Man's Grandchild to Konosuba. The first section is of two damn near identical houses from each show. There is no way that was by chance. 
shout out to whoever made that connection because I went into my second viewing on the lookout for that house and it was only briefly flashed on screen two, maybe three times. The next is an aerial shot of both cities. Everything from the landscape to the river's placement was spot on. The final pictures are of Sicily and Aqua, both blue-haired main girls utilizing healing magic. The camera was always showing down Sicily's shirt where Konosuba was always up Aqua's skirt. Sicily's family owns hot springs and Aqua's temple is in a hot spring town. It was such a well put together joke I wanted to showcase it. Nitpicks When Shin first goes to explore the town after buying an apple, his character is shrunk down walking with the background remaining the same size. You could see his feet off the ground like a cheap green screen. I thought it was an odd artistic choice. When Shin first meets Maria and Sicily he beats up some goons. What's with his stance? He had both arms dangling behind him, it looked creepy. Let's keep it real, the school uniforms are whack. The only decent thing about them, which is more sad than anything, is a 15-year-old overriding the stock enchantments cast by grown mages. Shin's combat teacher Michelle retired as the Knight Commander, but his replacement looks 20 years older than him. I really like the concept of a replaceable blade for his sword, but the design needs to be workshopped. It came off blocky and awkward, but I'll let it pass as it's only a prototype. Quote of the series goes to Little May for her screams of adult situations after Shin and Sicily's confession. I actually laughed at that. Best Girl Waifu and Harem Best Girl is Olivia. Once I realized she wasn't just putting on glasses in certain scenes, I grew to like her. She was sweet and very determined to protect Mark. They were a good team when watching each other's back. There are no waifus in this series and Big Sis Chris is the only lady that would catch my eye. Final Thoughts I saw an ad for the wise man's grandchild on Crunchyroll. What intrigued me was going through a character's entire life and watching them come into their own. Unfortunately, that's not how the series played out. There were far too many characters for one season. I feel no one was given their proper due, so investing in anyone was difficult. Add on some really subpar visuals in the big fight scenes and there is nothing to stick around for. Wise man's grandchild is not a worthwhile watch. I would recommend you find something else. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.